0: Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is, what day is today? It's Thursday, April 7th. Today is going to be a free-for-all. I thought about doing Rolling Toad today, but uh, I called Mike Beckett for a consult yesterday, and he was under the weather. In fact, he was feeling pretty rough. So uh, I thought about getting Kevin, but it was last minute, and we had a lot going on, and we're Still working on some new technology, so it will be a free-for-all. Anything goes. If you have a question, a comment, a topic, pick up the phone and join us. Uh, looks like some calls are coming in already, so line them up. 855-950-3835. We're live right now. The number to join us, 855 950 Three eight three five. Just a couple things I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, there is there has been talk about um, a food shortage, possible food shortages, and I just read a really interesting article from Chris Masterjohn. I've had Chris on the show before. Chris is a PhD in uh, nutrition and write some really interesting stuff he wrote a really um long in fact it was a two-part article on the fact that right now the administration and a lot of people are blaming uh, you know potential food shortages on the ukraine crisis and that's certainly going to make things worse but we were already heading in this direction um along with that i just read an article on uh our supply chain so there's a you know we have our index in trucking that we talk about all the time the um, you know trucks to load ratio the market demand index is one of them that we use uh, I follow a logistics managers index as well and they just released um, their March numbers and they're their index has gone up three months in a row, at least three months. It's actually been more than that. Um, but we, we're, we're setting a new record every month, and it's not a good record. Uh, the higher that index goes, the harder it's going to be to get things. It really makes a lot of sense now to, to look at stuff that you need. Um, personally, food, you should have some food stocked away. Always a good idea. Right now, it's a really good idea. Um, you know, a lot of people are confused. Should they go out and buy you know freeze dried stuff that lasts twenty five years? I, I I wouldn't. It's not a bad idea to have. Oh, I don't know, six months worth of that stuff for a real emergency. Um, but it, I think it makes a whole lot more sense to look at the kinds of food you eat. And figure out how you keep more of those. Um, you know, we can freeze things, but we have to have power for freezers. That's a weak spot. I really like canning things. I've talked about it a lot. You can can and have things shelf-stable. You can dehydrate. You can buy a lot of dehydrator to freeze-dried vegetables and things like that that have really, really long shelf life. That's not a bad idea to have around. And then can. Can meat. And the other thing I will tell you, um, not only are meat prices getting really high in the grocery store, it's hard to get. I use Instacart a lot. And, you know, if I go to the store myself, I don't always notice what might be missing because I don't, I usually don't shop with the list. I just walk around and I get things that I like. So, If I'm shopping, physically shopping in the store, I might not notice that they didn't have, oh, I don't know, boneless, skinless chicken thighs because maybe I saw wings and just grabbed those or maybe I grabbed some kind of pork or whatever. But on Instacart, I noticed this because I have to pick a specific product and then I have to, a lot of times they'll say this item is low on stock, pick a substitute or if we don't have it, do you just want a refund. And I can tell you that on this trip alone, what have I been gone, about five, maybe six weeks now? Um, At the beginning, it wasn't a big deal. My last couple of Instacart orders, as soon as I'm done ordering, I get this pop-up. I got to go through a whole list of stuff that they're just out of. That's that's new, and it's getting worse. So think about, you know, being stocked up at home, food, water, emergency stuff, but also think about your business, oil and consumables, filters. You should probably have filters, you know, multiples now. Um, you should have as much oil as you could probably store. I see DEF is sometimes uh, empty shelves with that. And this doesn't look like it's going to get any better. Uh, according to this article, it's not. Uh, we're, we're setting records. We're seeing numbers we've never seen Uh I would be paying attention to that. The other thing um, we're going to be talking about a lot, and then I'm going to get to calls because it looks like they're coming in hot and heavy. So if you want to get in, uh, dial now. Um, The fact that we've had it pretty easy in trucking for a long time. Now, I know there are a lot of people that don't believe that, but I, I can tell you that the last 10 years have been pretty darn easy. I mean, you didn't really have to watch fuel economy if you didn't want to. Rates were high. Fuel prices were low. You could have an old truck and make money. You could have a new truck and make money. It just wasn't that difficult. Those days are over. The party is over. Rates are going down. Costs are going up. You're going to have to run this like a business. If you're not tracking your numbers, it should be your number one priority right now. If you have any questions about that, I can certainly... Uh, answer those for you, so pick up the phone and join me. Uh, it is time to start knowing your numbers and working on those numbers. Hopefully, you've spent the last couple of years building good relationships for a freight. Um, you're gonna need those. Rates are going down fast. I am seeing so many complaints. i'm I'm already seeing the post on social media. Oh my God, the brokers are gouging us. Uh, no, they're not. They're the same brokers that were paying you $4 a mile a couple of months ago. And they've been doing it for years. And now, all of a sudden, you think they're gouging you. Why? Why would they do that? Why weren't they doing that six months ago? Because that's not what they do. They they are an important part of moving freight around this country. And they deserve a piece of that revenue for going and selling the freight and managing the freight and managing the money around that freight. If you don't like a broker's rates, go do all that stuff yourself. Seriously. But to think that the rate issue right now is caused by brokers is just ignorant. And there's a lot of ignorance going around right now. So, all right, we're going to get to the calls. I have some other things. I may come back to them, but uh, if the calls stay busy, we'll Stick with your calls. Let's get started in Alberta today. Ben, welcome to the program.
1: Yes, Kevin. Good morning. Hey, uh, I had a question on... Uh, uh, so when I started keto, my constipation was uh, pretty good. But then I started the, the what do you call them, the digestion? Okay. Uh, supplements. And it got pretty good, but the last week, it kind of tanked again. I'm dealing with constipation again
0: on keto. Has anything changed in your diet? Are you eating something that you didn't used to eat a lot, or did you stop eating something you used to eat a lot?
1: Yeah, you know, I tried to think think about that the other day, and uh, I started eating fermented garlic, uh, one a day. And uh, I kind of cut back on the yogurt like a cup. I'd say two or three tablespoons a day of yogurt.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: uh, root rye. And other than that...
0: So how much yogurt were you eating before?
1: Oh, maybe six tablespoons a day.
0: Oh, I don't think there's any problem with cut. six tablespoons a day. I mean, I probably eat... Uh, cup a day and sometimes more, sometimes two cups a day, um, so it, you could go back to more yogurt it, why did you cut back? Did you think that was the problem, or did the problem start after you cut back yeah
1: I, no, I thought maybe I thought maybe it was too much, and I started to realize uh, uh, like uh I'm getting constipated, eh yeah, so, so they cut back and then. Other than that, I started I, I eat it I've started eating more sauerkraut, like three or four tablespoons a day of that stuff after a meal.
0: Okay, so one of the things that could be happening is your gut bacteria is changing. You've made two changes, you cut back on one probiotic, added another probiotic, and that might be what's happening. It might just be the change in your gut bacteria, it may work itself out. Um and I, would, I wouldn't I would cut back on fermented foods. I would actually probably add the yogurt back in and keep eating uh, the fermented cabbage and, and vegetables as well. The other thing um, we want to look at when we're dealing with constipation is your hydration level. Do you stay really well hydrated throughout the day?
1: Uh, I try and drink about, I'd say, three liters of water per day.
0: Uh, that's a lot, uh, yeah, I'm not big on amounts of water. I know there's all these formulas you're supposed to drink this many ounces or this many glasses or I, none of those have ever made sense to me. And one of the things I can tell you why is I'm a good example. I've, I have not been very active for the last week, um, in a, you know, comfortable environment temperature wise, and I'm not very active. Well, I don't need a whole lot of water to stay hydrated. Now, we should always stay hydrated, but the amount of water we need can can change dramatically from day to day. Now, if I were to leave this environment and go to the desert southwest and, and you know be outside working all day long, I would need a lot more water than I need right now. So we so have to... So you just
1: go by thirst?
0: Well, if you're thirsty... If you're thirsty, you're, de- you're already past dehydration. Thirst is like our last signal that we should probably be drinking water. Um, the, one of the easier ways is the color of your urine, the color and the smell. If it's dark and, and has a strong odor, you're dehydrated. It should be almost clear yeah. and pretty odorless. That, that's a pretty good indicator. Oh. The one thing that can screw that up is if you're taking supplements with a lot of B vitamins Um, you'll get bright yellow sometimes, and then it makes it hard to distinguish. There's another test we can do. Um, I've talked about it before. If you stand, um, just stand with your hands hanging down at your sides, and take your left hand and reach over and the veins on the back of your right hand. While your hand's just hanging there, they should be nice and pronounced, and when you push on them, They should bounce right back. Then what you do, and if they don't, if they're not really pronounced, then they don't bounce back, you're dehydrated. But if they do, it doesn't mean you're not dehydrated. Then what you do is you raise your right hand so it's pointing right straight out in front of you at shoulder level. Now do the same thing with those veins. If they're really soft and they're not nice and firm and springy, you're probably dehydrated.
1: Yeah. The other thing I noticed is, no, the other thing uh, that has changed, I started intermittent fasting. So oh, that'll do day, it.
0: That can certainly started, change things. Like, uh, yeah? Yeah. And it may just take some time to work out, but you may also find that you're eating less, and less in means less out. So sometimes it's not even... Now, do you feel constipated?
1: No, like I feel pretty good. I mean, I don't feel bloated or anything.
0: That Then you may not be. It may just be a matter of we've got some gut changes going on. You're not eating as much as you were before. You're eating in different hours. I don't know that I... I, The one supplement you might want to take, and there are several different forms of it, magnesium can help with this. Um, you might want to add a magnesium su- magnesium.
1: Oh, magnesium.
0: Yeah. Okay. Might want to ag- add a magnesium supplement, but I, I might even just wait. I I I might give this another sure. week or two. Now, if you got to the point where you were feeling bloated and uncomfortable, then you know, that's definitely something we should deal with. But I, I'm not even sure that you're really constipated right now.
1: Yeah, no, I don't feel uh, like bloated yeah. or anything. So maybe I'll try that and just, uh, wait it out a little bit and keep going, keep yeah. doing what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. If so, it, if uh, it doesn't work I, out or it, it becomes uncomfortable, call me back. There's some other things we could try.
1: Yeah. So on the canning meat, uh, I was just wondering, uh, canning, um, meat, uh, how, what would you add before, uh, to give it a good, like I'd say a seasoning taste or, uh, Because I did try canning some elk, and uh, the meat is nice and soft and tender, but it's not quite, uh, like, I like a saltier taste.
0: Then add salt. I did
1: add a little bit of salt.
0: Add as much salt as you want. Salt doesn't hurt anything in canning. Anything and anything. Yeah, and okay. you can you can add, there are a couple um, herbs you should stay away from when you can because they get a little funky. Um, parsley and cilantro, don't add those. They get nasty when you can. But for the most part, any spice. Um, or you could add garlic, uh, real fresh garlic. Just throw some garlic in there and can it. Really? Yeah, I put garlic, onions, green chilies. Oh, uh, I love garlic. Oh, put, put garlic, onions, I've chilies, all kinds of things. Salt and pepper, um, any kind of spice blend that you like. So sometimes when I do ground beef, I'll do some cans that are already seasoned for Mexican dishes. I have a, you know, a... a Mexican blend that I make myself of of spices that I like, and I'll just season it. So when I open the jar, it's ready to go. I can make tacos or whatever I want out of it. So there's almost no limit. Think about the way you would cook it's that.
1: Amazing, food.
0: yeah,
1: it's amazing the the stuff you can do with canning. It's oh, it's awesome, unreal.
0: I, yeah, I I can't yeah. believe it's it's not more popular. Although it's making a comeback. You're seeing a lot more people do it. And, it, you know, for me, um, it, the the original reason I got interested in it was for, you know, true just being prepared for a power outage or whatever. You know, I, I keep a lot of meat in freezers, and I always worry. I, I've got backup yeah. power, but it, it's nice to know that the stuff sitting on my shelf canned, it doesn't matter what – I I opened up some yeah, stuff exactly. that – I found in the pantry of the coach that I had canned back in 2017, and it's been in the coach the whole time. I opened up, ate it. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> it, there, it, there was yeah, no deterioration awesome in quality at all. Yeah, so that was my reason. Then when we started talking about, you know, keto and carnivore, and I thought, well, wait a minute, man, what a what a great thing to be able to do if you drive a truck, can all your own food and then not need a refrigerator for it. We can can, you know, soups yeah. and stews and chili and meats and all kinds of things. And then I started realizing, hey, wait a minute, even as much as I love to cook, I like the fact that the, my protein is already cooked. I, I just open up a jar and I've got a meal, you know, ready to go in sometimes 10 minutes or less, depending on what I'm making. So that's when I really started to can a lot more and started thinking about, okay, um, you know, why I I make my own barbecue sauce. And, you know, you make some and then you throw it in the refrigerator and then I might not, you know, use it for a while. And so then I started making really small batches, but then I'd have to do it every time I, you know, wanted some barbecue sauce. Then I thought, hey, dummy, why not just make a big batch of barbecue sauce and can it? So I did, yeah. <laughs> and and now when I want barbecue oh, sauce, that's... I just open up a pint of it, and you know I've got thirty pints in my pantry of barbecue sauce, and it's exactly the way I want it, and there's no junk.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, since we're talking about garlic, how do you ferment yours, uh, your g- garlic, black garlic?
0: You know, I don't know how to ferment black garlic. I've had it before, and I know it's pretty unique, but I've never looked up how to ferment black garlic. That's different than just fermenting garlic. I I ferment garlic in almost everything I ferment because I do like garlic too. So I just slice my garlic real thin and throw it in just about everything else I ferment.
1: So what I'm talking about here, it's it's getting pretty in right now. Uh, in my family, like there's about three other people that do it. They have a fermenter. They just put garlic in there. It's actually a garlic fermenter and that garlic turns like licorice. Black. Right. Yeah. I've, it's got that licorice taste and it's just amazing.
0: Yeah, I've people had should
1: it. should try it. That garlic is just awesome.
0: But I've never made it. Maybe I will look that up. I don't know why I never thought about trying I, it myself.
1: I could eat too much of that stuff. Oh, like, yeah. It's just,
0: yeah, it's uh, oh. it, it is good, and it's so unique. I mean, it, it's nothing like garlic; it's it's its own thing. That's right. It's
1: just look up a fermented uh, yeah well, a garlic right. fermenter. It's like a pressure cooker.
0: I may try that.
1: Like a rice cooker, yeah. Huh. You can get a five liter or a six liter, and then you just set your time, your date, seven days or twelve days, and it automatically does its thing. Oh, and after okay. the 12 days is over, you open it up and
0: yeah, okay, you can
1: I, put 30 solos in there.
0: It's on my list.
1: Well, Kevin, that's all I had. I appreciate it. Eh?
0: All right. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Texas this time. Mike, welcome to the program.
2: Hey,
0: how you doing, Kevin? Doing good. What's on your mind today?
3: Hey, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago and I was uh, telling you how stiff my hands were. And I thought that it was arthritis. And you said, you know, it, it's probably inflammation because whenever you have pain, it's always inflammation. And, uh, so what I did is I was like, you know, I- I'm going to just try. So I started, uh, I, I prepared my meals for the week and, uh, for my truck, just froze them. And then, uh, heated them up as i needed them vegetables and meat only and uh i i know you said 3 days but after the first day i was like man i really feel like my i mean my hands are not hurting i thought well maybe it's just kind of uh, <laughs> coincidental
0: I've heard this before, though. You know, I say three days just to be wow. careful, and sometimes I say seven. Right. But I, I have had people say 24 to 48 hours and their pain goes away.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't even tell anyone because I was like, "Nah," because this, <laughs> this is too I good know. to be true. Well, I, mean, I mean, they're not going to believe it. Well, they're going to be like, yeah, right, whatever.
0: Well, here's the other thing that's interesting, and this may be part of the proof. You find anybody that hasn't eaten grains in a long time? And if they eat grains, sometimes it's 6 yeah. to 12 hours and the pain is back.
3: Oh, I could see that. I, yeah. I could definitely see that. Because as quick as it went, I could see it come back just as quick.
0: And, and sometimes, thing it, thing that I never even... sometimes it comes back with a vengeance. Like it's worse when... Oh, wow. Yeah. And, wow, wow. Now, there's a couple ways of looking at that. Um, I, and I just kind of experienced this. Um, I, I've yeah. been... I've been fighting some kind of a chest thing for like a week now. It's been a a little over a week. Yeah. And I swear, I might just be a big baby. I thought I was going to die. I mean, I felt so miserable Mm -hmm. all day long. I couldn't do anything. I was in bed for three days. And I got thinking, uh, clearly I'm not going to die. I mean, I can get up and do things if I wanted to. I just don't feel like it. And then I got thinking, I haven't been sick in eight years. You get used to not feeling bad, and then when you do feel bad, it feels really bad. And I think that's what goes on with the pain. When you lose all that joint pain that you just become accustomed to because we deal with it day in and day out, and then you have a relief from that, and then it comes back. It feels worse. I don't know if it is worse. Probably not. I just think it's a matter of we get used to things over time.
3: Sure. Well, I know my hands were, uh, were so bad. I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to have to quit driving. And I mean, it was that bad. And then the other thing I never even thought about was me and my wife were like, okay, our feet, just the bottom of our feet hurt so bad, and, you know, mid fifties, you know? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I guess that's how it is when you get old, you know, yeah. and walking around and we'd always wear shoes or, or house shoes at the right. least. And, uh, the other day, I was like, you know, I was in my boots all day long out working. And at the end of the day, I was like, man, my feet are going to be killing me like always. And they didn't. I, I, it didn't dawn on me yet, but I was like, huh, that's weird. Right. And then the next day, I got up and I was on my feet all day long with my house shoes on in the kitchen and uh, cooking a bunch of stuff. And uh, I, I'm usually not able to do that all day long. Right. Well, I did it all day long. The next morning, I got up and I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to throw my house shoes on, it, and right. I did that on the hardwood floor with barefoot and was all morning long. Uh,
0: it, they don't hurt now. I'm is, like, wow! Isn't it awesome?
3: It's it's kind of almost unbelievable.
0: I, I, know. I, I know, I know. I eight years and you know thousands of people have told me this, and I still think, H- how can all of this health stuff be this easy?
3: Right, right, right. Yeah, but it you is. Know, and, I know the other the other day I was listening with that guy that called, and uh, it was like, "Dude, it's and and you were telling him, well, I know it's difficult.
0: It's not really I, difficult. I know it's
3: not. I, mean, <laughs> I, I know it's so, not. I mean, I, I just all I did is I just fixed my stuff before I went out. You know, I did some chili. I did. Uh, I can't remember the other stuff, but everything was meat, and I put greens. So I put like uh, green beans frozen green beans with it, yeah. you know, and, and froze everything and then just put it in the cheap coolers that they sell everywhere. And, you know, it starts thawing through the week. And then I just throw it in the microwave and eat it. Yeah. I
0: mean, no I, big deal. I, I, really? And, and now we start talking about canning and I know people freak out because they think it's some big complicated thing. And it, it's really not. You go buy a canner, uh-huh. you'll, you'll yeah. be canning on the first day. I mean, it's just not that complicated, and then your options are wide open. You can take all kinds of food with you. I am, you know, I love to cook, but I I really Uh have figured out that I love to cook for other people. I don't really like Uh to cook all that much for myself. I to me, Mm -hmm. I I just want to get some food in me and you know keep working or go for a hike or whatever. I don't when I'm when I'm. you know, by myself like this, I don't want to spend a lot of time cooking. If I'm at home and there's other yeah. people, hell, I don't mind spending two or three hours in the kitchen sometimes. I, I love it. But I, I got thinking, I, when I'm by myself, I really don't like to cook all that much. So I'm loving the fact that I brought all of this stuff with me pre-canned and ready to go. And, uh, you know, I'm eating food in five minutes. Uh, the other thing that... this is stuff sour. When you can it? When you can, there's always. Oh, yeah. No, it shouldn't be sour. Now, you're thinking of pickled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. huh? Yeah. It, now, a lot of people there's will. There's a huge difference. We, there's three things that I think people are getting confused. Pickling and okay. fermenting are very, very similar, but also very different. I know that's confusing. They're similar okay. because the product comes out about the same. When you pickle something or when you ferment something, it will get sour and tart. That's pickling and fermenting. They'll come out tasting about the same. The big difference is when you pickle something and then can it or just pickle it, period, um, you're losing nutrition. If you can it, you're really losing a lot of nutrition in a vegetable. Um, When you ferment a vegetable you add nutrition, you pull more nutrition out and make it available to our body, and you create all the probiotics. So even though they taste similar, they couldn't be more different. Uh, pickled food, okay. pickled canned food is basically dead, and you know, fermented food is alive, and it, it's got nutrition and probiotics. Now, canning meat, when we talk about canning meat, one, we don't lose yeah. much nutrition because the kind of nutrition that's in meat isn't really destroyed by heat. It's minerals and, and fatty acids and things that aren't destroyed. But when you can meat, it does not come out with any kind of a sour or pickled taste at all. Okay. You know you know what canned meat, the, the best way to describe the way your, your canned meat is going to come out is anything you put in a crock pot and let it cook all day. Oh. that's how your canned meat is going to come out. Well, that's perfect. Uh, exactly. It's nice and soft and tender, and it just falls apart and shreds. And Now, that's beef or pork or chicken will do that, turkey will do that. Ground beef, I, I can a lot of ground beef. It comes out just like ground beef. I mean, I can't tell. Now, I will say this because this shocks everybody. For some reason, when you open up a can of ground beef, it smells like dog food when you first open it. It's a little off-putting till you get used to it. But once you get it out of the jar, that tends to go away, and, and you don't taste that at all. It's just some weird odor you get when you first open a canned ground beef. It's good to know. Yeah. And, and like I said, the, the texture on most canned meat is just awesome. It's, you know... And like I said, you can season it. You can add other things to it. You can do soups and stews and, you know, chili and all kinds of things. And now, no refrigeration, and your food's already cooked.
3: So can you do the chili with the beans in it and everything?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I have a ton with me right now. I I canned. I'll bet I canned like uh, forty quarts of chili.
3: Yeah, when you're making
0: it you might as well, right? Do big batches. Yeah, and and I tell people if you're going to yeah, go yeah. buy a canner, buy the biggest canner you can afford. I I wish I would have gone bigger than I did. I got a 25 quart um and what you that cut your
4: time down, right?
0: Yeah, if you're doing it, it's not much harder to do, you know, twice as much. So the the yeah. the just get the biggest canner you can afford is the best way to do it. Isn't
3: it the All-American or something like that?
0: All-American all is the best. It's just the, it, for the last couple of years, they've, they've been on a pretty long, long waiting list. Now, you, I, one of wow. the other ways to get yeah. one is to look around on eBay and Facebook Marketplace and, and pick one up used. Oh, that's
3: a good idea. And
0: I would, with an All-American, I wouldn't worry about buying it used. I've seen some All-American canners that are like 40 years old and the things still work fantastic. Okay. Yeah, they're 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 pretty indestructible. Um I I really 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 encourage people to to look into canning. A- anybody, but especially drivers. Let's go to Georgia this time. John, welcome to the program.
5: Hey, Kevin, how you doing?
0: Good. What's on your mind today?
5: I got a I got a quick question. Um, so I've been carnivore for uh going on 5 months.
0: Now when you say carnivore, is it uh, pure carnivore or do you throw in some other stuff?
5: Pure carnivore. Okay. Nah, all I'm eating is uh, meat, eggs and fish. Okay. Uh seasonings is only uh sea salt or Himalayan salt.
0: Got it. That's, That's pretty all I've been, strict.
5: Uh using. Uh yeah, I mean I've cut out uh coffee, dairy, it's just meat. Okay. Uh so I've I've actually dropped, I started out at 331 pounds, and the other day when I weighed myself, I was 273. Wow. And I went to renew my physical, and I got a big surprise. My blood pressure was 172 over 106.
0: Okay, so do you ever check your own blood pressure?
5: I haven't checked my blood pressure since the last time I renewed my physical.
0: You, you just stop today at, no. at at a CVS, a Walmart. You can buy a a good automatic blood pressure cuff for thirty or forty bucks. Omron is okay, the brand yeah, I, was, I really like. O M R O N. Omron makes a really okay,
5: good I one. Okay,
0: I just of, watched a review about them okay. on YouTube. Yeah, it, it's. I, I've had okay. one for. Eight years. I actually bought one before I started keto, so it had to be over eight years ago, and I still use it. It still works great. Here's what can happen. Let me ask you this, and I'm pretty sure I already know the answer. Before they took your blood pressure, did they put you in a room without you talking, sitting in a chair with your feet flat on the floor, and give you five or ten minutes?
5: Actually, they had me uh, lay on a bed for 15.
0: Before... They took it or after you got a high reading?
5: Well, well, um, as soon as they took me back, they took my uh, blood pressure. And at that point, it was 160 over 100. And then they had me lay on a bed in a room. It went up, Dickens. And it went up.
0: Yeah. Here's the problem. They should have done that in the first. You don't have to lay down but you should not be talking Mm -hmm. for five or 10 minutes. You should be sitting comfortably with your feet flat on the floor and your arms resting on something. And then they should take it the first time. Now, when they don't do that, um, you could have had a high reading just because you were moving around and talking too much right before they took it. What was the temperature like? Uh, On a hot day, your blood pressure can go up just from the heat outside. Uh, if if you had a hot shower within an hour before there are a lot of things that's that good. can affect blood pressure now once you get a high reading, guess what the high reading does to you It stresses but, you out so it goes up even that's why you got a higher reading the second time because that's not that wasn't good news when they gave it that to you was it no no so uh, emotions no, I, can affect I, our blood I, pressure. I that high. Correct. And it, it shouldn't have been that high. It was one of the reasons it was. Now, I'm not saying you don't have a blood pressure problem. We don't know that yet. But one of the mistakes well, that run in
5: my family.
0: Yeah, well, I, you, you probably have dogs that have high blood pressure too, then, <laughs> Or pets. And, and what I mean by that is most things that we say run in our family are not because of genetics they're because of diet and lifestyle families eat the same stuff i I, you know i used to say all the time because i was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in my late 20s and i said oh my mom had it and my grandfather had it and yeah so what that doesn't mean i and i no longer have it at 50 almost 59 i don't have it anymore so it clearly wasn't genetics you can't change your genetics But I changed my diagnosis because it wasn't genetics. It was my lifestyle. It was my diet. Same thing here. Um, Blood pressure is not genetic. It's a lifestyle thing. So one of the first things we need to do is start tracking it better. Now we'll be able to determine if you do truly have a blood pressure problem or not. Because right now we don't know for sure that you do. So the first thing we need to do is find out what your real range is. So get yourself a blood pressure cuff and check multiple times throughout the day so you see how much it can change based on what you're doing. Take a hot shower one day and get out of the shower and take your blood pressure and watch what happens to it then do some, you know, meditation and relaxation exercises and see if you can bring it down yourself. And you can learn how to manipulate your own blood pressure. Now, if it turns out you have a blood pressure issue, and, and you may still. I mean, you're still, what would be your ideal weight? I know you've lost a lot of weight, and that's awesome, but what would be your ideal weight?
5: Well, I mean, I haven't been under 200 since high school,
0: that doesn't so, tell me anything.
5: I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, about 190 195. Okay. Then is where I is Then where I sometimes
0: you may have to get down closer to that before we start seeing better results with blood pressure. Now there are some things we can do Our uh, the the supplement we brought in for that cardio miracle is pretty darn amazing. We've had people lower their blood pressure in 48 hours. Uh, so yeah, I heard you talking about that. And and, you know, the, the more I look at Cardio Miracle and the more I use it myself, I I kind of look at it as a really good daily supplement for a lot of people. It's got really Mm -hmm. good quality nutrients in there. There's a a decent amount of good vitamin D. There's good vitamin C. There's a, a bunch of other nutrients in there. Now it's targeted for cardiovascular health, but I, you know, I, I tell people all the time, throw away your multivitamin. They're junk. They're they're not good. Yeah, the quality's horrible. Yeah, and I've been telling people for years, I'm almost looking at Cardio Miracle as almost like a good daily multinutrient.
5: I mean, the only supplements that I take is uh, Ancestral Supplement, beef liver and tallow.
0: Yeah, those are excellent, no doubt. I mean, any of those... I, you know, It's interesting. I was just thinking about those the other day because to me, those aren't supplements. To me, those are just food. It's just a different way of preparing yeah. food because that's all it is. They took the organ itself. They freeze dry it. They put it in a capsule. Well, I could take it and dehydrate it and make jerky out of it. It's still food. So to me, those are really food. And then I got thinking, um, I haven't talked about this yet, I've been waiting for a little more information to come in, but the Biden administration is, has, there's a big target on the back of supplements. They want them regulated by the FDA. There's a big push for that. One of his appointees has been pushing to regulate supplements for decades and hasn't been able to do it, luckily, but In this administration, it could happen. I think they're so distracted with, you know, 32 other crises that they're screwing up that they haven't done anything yet, but they've been threatening it. That's the truth. They've, They've talked about putting them behind the counter like tobacco, so you have to ask for them. What a disaster that's going to be. There's no room behind the counter, and most stores have shelves full of supplements, Um. Why, why would we ever want supplements regulated by the FDA? Let's think about it for a second. The FDA regulates drugs and food. It is the Food and Drug Administration. Why we have one government body that regulates two things that are totally different is, is a mystery to me. Why, why does the same organization that regulates food regulate drugs? That's just bizarre. That's like having an agency that regulates cars and sidewalks. They have nothing to do with each other. Food and drugs have nothing to do with each other. But they have a horrible track record. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I open up the news lately and they're recalling food again because of E. coli or some other contaminant. That's what the FDA is supposed to be protecting us from. They don't do a very good job at that. And if we move on to drugs... They're like the fourth leading cause of death in the United States now. Drugs. The fourth leading cause of death. Drugs kill thousands of people every single day. Supplements don't kill anybody. The track record on supplements killing people is so minuscule, you almost can't find any. And the couple of times that it has happened, they yank those things off the market so fast, it's not even funny. Fenfen, if we go back to like the 80s and 90s. Fenfen was a big diet drug, and it did start to kill people. Um, it, it was pretty potent stuff. It was like amphetamines, and it with heart issues, it killed people. It didn't kill that many, and they yanked it off the market pretty quick. Um, they don't seem to do that with drugs, though. Vioxx killed 60,000 people before they finally pulled it off the market. So why would we want an organization with such a horrible track record of regulating food and drugs to now regulate something that doesn't hurt people or kill them?
5: Right? And not only that, they if they force the supplements to be regulated, prices are
0: going to go oh, up too. Oh, they'll go through the roof. Yeah, yeah. they they yeah. and, and I, I guess what got me on this thought process was I wonder what would happen to a product like Ancestral. Because honestly, I don't consider that a supplement, but I bet they will.
5: Yeah, they probably won't.
0: Yeah, we um we may start some sort of a kind of a grassroots effort to defeat this if they if they decide to do it. Back to your issue, though. Get yourself a blood pressure cuff. Start checking yourself. And you could also start The Cardio Miracle, and are you doing any of the things I've talked about on the stress protocol? No. Oh, they'd work excellent. I mean, I... There's a lot you could do. I
5: even uh, need to start exercising. I just... Well, that's uh, part of the protocol. bought some uh, uh, jump ropes from uh, Crossrope.
0: Good. Good.
5: So I'm going to start using those.
0: Yeah, the all the stuff we talk about for stress relief, the cold exposure, the infrared sauna blanket, the Wim Hof breathing, mm-hmm. the X3 bar, or, or any kind of high-intensity, short-duration workout, those are all excellent at bringing blood pressure down as well.
5: All right. All that information is on your website, too, correct?
0: Yep. It's all in HealthyTribe.com, and you can okay. find a lot of it on Let'sTruck.com as well.
5: Okay. All right. I'll make sure I check that out.
0: All right. And then... All
5: right. I appreciate your time.
0: You're welcome. Get back to me and let me know how it's going as well. Let's see. We're going to head off this time to Iowa. Tim, welcome to the program.
4: Hello, Mr. Rutherford. Good day to you.
0: Good day. What's on your mind? I
4: have, I have a couple questions concerning the yogurts. Okay. Um, I have made five varieties. I'm basically concentrating on three or four. And I'm wondering, do, do you reach a point where you have repopulated your system and you don't need to consume them? Or is it something we need to consume every day pretty much from now on?
0: So this is something interesting. We've just recently learned about our microbiome. Like I say, we are so early into this science, there's a lot we don't know. Um, But one of the things we have learned is that we have some strains of bacteria that have probably been in our gut our whole life. And there are other strains of bacteria that we need to consume consistently. And all of the yogurts so far are all strains that you need to keep repopulating.
4: Okay. So to maintain a healthy level, is it, we need to consume each one every day or?
0: Well, no, no, that that would be pretty excessive. And, And here's the thing. I mean, when you look at some of the benefits of some of the strains, like one of them actually helps you take, you know, an inch or two off your waist. Well, I don't need that. Um, maybe I already have enough of that good bacteria, you know, through some other way. I don't know, or maybe I just don't need that one. Um, one of them was for expectant mothers. I'm pretty sure I'm not getting pregnant anytime soon, so I don't need that one. So I would focus on, on the, the benefits you're really trying to achieve. For me, I, you know, combine the L-ruteri and the, B coagulants, I call it the barbarian, because they're they're both around muscle growth and muscle recovery. And, you know, I, that's something I'm trying to do. I'm trying to keep my strength up. So I focus on those. You could rotate, you could, you know, alternate days if you want to do multiple strains, you could mix them and, and do it that way. You know, again, we have to look at, when we look back in history, there were cultures, um, people, groups of people that ate a lot of fermented dairy and they had pretty darn good health outcomes. Uh, It was just a part of their diet though. And, and just because we say something's a part of our diet, it doesn't mean we have to eat it every day. You know, maybe in the beginning you go two or three weeks and you eat it every day. And then after that, maybe it just becomes one of those foods that you eat. Um, do you eat baby back ribs?
4: As often as possible.
0: But not every day, right?
3: Right.
4: Yes, the
0: same thing. Cultured dairy should just be a part of our diet. Doesn't mean we have to consume every one of them every day.
4: Okay, I have another question uh, regarding my Bulletproof coffee. I add about half a teaspoon to maybe a teaspoon of honey for a sweetener. Now, do you think the antibacterial effect of that is harming my uh, well, bacteria in the yogurt at all or
0: no and most honey is not all that antibacterial It
4: it,
0: it is okay, well, it, it is antibacterial and antifungal and other things but not in a way that it's so powerful it's just going to go in there and wipe stuff out now if okay. You, now with manuka honey. We talk specifically about manuka right. honey.
4: Um, yeah, that's special reserve. Exactly.
0: There. Right, right. I would not yeah. consume yeah. manuka honey daily. But regular honey, oh yeah. I mean, I I've been consuming honey not every day, but it's a regular part of my diet. If I have tea, I put a little bit of honey in there. If I make ice cream, I usually use honey as a sweetener. Um so yeah, I, I would not worry about honey being overly antibacterial.
4: Because yeah, this is about as unprocessed as you can get. I mean, perfect. I harvest it, run, run it through a screen, and that to get the dead body parts out. Exactly. That's about as as it gets.
0: Yeah. No, that's so. perfect. That that's you want that as a part of your diet.
4: Exactly. Yes. Okay, well, there you go. Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right, uh, I've got one call on the line, and I've got uh, 10 minutes or so left, so I have things I could talk about, or if you wanted to jump in right now. If you dialed, I promise you'll get through, and I promise I'll get to your call. 855 uh, three, eight, three, five. You know, I saw a post somewhere the other day. I don't know if it was on one of our sites or on, I think it was on Facebook. Um, yeah. Cause I didn't respond to it. Um, and somebody was saying that, uh, they were disappointed that I was only doing the hour and I wasn't continuing because I can. And I've said that I can, I can go as long as I want. Uh, Now, we do have our live stream on TNC Radio, so right at the top of the hour, I like to say goodbye, close them out. If there are calls on the line, I usually stay. Some days, there just aren't any more calls. We are only broadcasting right now to about 3,000 people, I think, on average, um, which is way, way lower than, than what we will be once we get this whole thing up and rolling and we roll it out to everybody. So most of the time, if I quit right at the hour, it's because I don't have any calls. Um, I have some things I could go on and talk about, but I also have a lot of other things I could be working on right now so that we can get our network up and running. If you call, I'll stay here and answer your questions. Uh, if I blow through all the calls, then at the top of the hour, I'll probably wrap it up and get on with my day. Uh, and we'll keep you updated. We have some, uh, some pretty big developments coming out here pretty soon. Let's go to Iowa. Dan, welcome to the program.
6: Hey, so I bought some 321 rear ends. I've got an old Freightliner, trying to run it in direct gear a little more often. And uh, right now I've got a single overdrive 13 in it. The shop called me and said my rear end housings are too large for these gears. And so after making some calls yesterday, I have come to a conclusion that these rear ends, they're meritors, they were discontinued back in the late 80s, early 90s. And the tallest gear you can get for them is a 342. And it's just not a big enough swing to justify it. So option one would be to update everything and go with the newer cutoff, which is a lot of work on you discontinued. I rebuilt the drive line, and it was kind of a pain getting U-joints and slip joints and everything for it. Um, and then the other option, though, would be to just go with the – Double overdrive, thirteen. But to me, that kind of defeats the purpose of trying to run in direct gear. I, I wouldn't be able to utilize direct at all at that point. So I guess
0: well, I'm just well, well, hold, for hold 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 on. Advice wait or
6: what you wait. think would be the right way to go? Yeah,
0: there's there's kind of a lot we have to unpack here. First off, three twenty ones would not yeah. have done it. You can't really run three twenty. You can't really run three twenty ones in direct. You'd be going 40 miles an hour. Oh, well, when I run the,
6: well, I, 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 right now I can run direct, but it's 50, right at 55. I can't go anymore.
0: With what gears? 355. How fat? what's your tack at?
6: 1500.
0: Oh, no, something's wrong. You're not indirect. Or you have the wrong gears in the rear end. I don't have my calculator up in front of me, but just off the top of my head, that can't possibly be right.
6: When I run the calculator, it's spot on. It's that's where I should be at with with it.
0: So you're doing a direct 1.0 on your gear. You're doing three fifty fives for the rear end, and you put in fifty miles an hour, and you come up with fifteen hundred RPM.
6: Fifty at fifty five, I'm at I'm at fifteen hundred.
0: That doesn't sound right to me. Let me see if I can... Oh, I don't
6: know. Have... That, like, 65... Because then I go into the, in the, what I would believe is overdrive on it, 13th gear.
0: Now, here's, here's what like might 60- be happening. This would actually make sense. You have a double overdrive. Why do you, why do you believe you have a single? Is that like
6: sixty-five mile an hour? Oh, I'm hold, at seventeen hundred RPM. Hold,
0: hold on, don't do it by numbers. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you believe you have a single overdrive transmission, and don't tell me speed RP. Tell me why you believe this is a single overdrive.
6: I'm at, I'm in top gear at now. I, you're, I, got, I, I said, don't
0: I'm tell me that. What I wanted that. to hear was, I looked up the model number. Do, don't tell me by speed or yeah, RPM, well, I, because there's too I many other Inland. factors that can screw that up.
6: Yeah, I called Inland with the model number, and it is a single overdrive transmission.
0: Yeah, something's not making sense. It sounds to me like you were in the... the When you think you're in direct, you're really at .85. Okay. Single overdrives are pretty rare. That's the other reason I question this. Double yep. overdrives are everywhere. Single overdrives are pretty rare, yep. and your numbers aren't making sense. Your numbers make much more sense if this was a double overdrive. Now they match. I, I've got two
6: of these transmissions, and they're an identical model, and they're, they're both single overdrive.
0: <sighs> I don't know what to tell you. Those numbers don't make sense to me. I've, we've never, we have a hard time running 293s indirect. We don't even attempt to run 308s indirect. Now, on some of these new, really high geared trucks, you know, when we get down into the low twos for our rear end ratios, then you might be able to do it with 308s. But I don't think I've ever seen anybody attempt direct gear with the 321. The, the math just doesn't work.
6: Yeah, I don't I don't 293,
0: know. Two ninety three when when there Swift sold a bunch of trucks with two ninety three rear end gears. And we told people if you want to get really good fuel economy, buy this truck and run it at fifty five. Because at sixty the RPMs are just too high. But fifty five they were getting okay. killer fuel economy. That was with two ninety threes. Two ninety threes.
6: Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. we've got, we got two other Transmit 13s that they run a lot lower RPM in that 13th gear than what I can with same tires and rear ends. In top gear? So I guess I just, yeah, yeah. So well, I guess not for sure. This is to- a whole, single
0: over. No, top gear's always the same. Whether it's a single over or a double over, top gear's always .73 or close to it. Maybe might be 0.74, a couple of weird little options okay. out there but all all transmissions let's let's just start there and again there are going to be some exceptions but every 10 speed every 13 speed every mm-hmm. 18 speed they all finish with .73 that's the gear okay. we that's the gear we've been running out of our transmission forever it's the most common gear that's why 355s were common, before 373s were common, then they started moving to 336s because we were always matching it to a 0.73 final drive. That doesn't matter whether it's a That's 10, a 13, same on a double or a single. Correct. When we say double overdrive what we mean is it isn't a deeper overdrive, it's just we have an overdrive in between. Okay. Your single overdrive goes from, I'm talking about so many transmissions, I, want to, I might confuse myself <laughs> right here. Right. Um, your single overdrive, 13th would be .73, and okay. 12th would be direct. But a double overdrive, yep. 13th would be .73, exactly like the single overdrive, except 12th okay. would be .85. And then eleventh would be one to one. It'd be direct. That's the difference. The difference between changing a single overdrive. Do a same thing then. No, changing transmission almost never does anything. Okay. It that's why we and and changing transmissions is more expensive. So I'm glad you didn't go down that path. But the three twenty ones would have never worked for you anyway.
6: So there's no way I got three fifty fives in.
0: Well, I don't know, because now I'm so confused about, I mean, we'd have to, you know, get really down to running the calculator on this. It's I, I just mm-hmm. didn't have mine pulled up right now, and I'm on a different.
6: Yeah, um, I, so. know. I tried pulling mine up, and I couldn't get I, to I, it right
0: away either. I, I need to rewrite mine, so I used to have one that I, I wrote myself on a spreadsheet, and I could calculate six different things quickly. Uh, I just need to go back and work on that one again. Um, but I, if you okay. want to run indirect, most of the time you've got to get down into that two seventy range.
6: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I was worried about with being clear down there startability.
0: Yeah, startability at 270, 264, not too much of an issue unless you're doing something extreme. You know, heavy, trying to pull out of field, soft dirt, stuff like that. It, it could be an yep. issue. We don't see it too much in the 270 range. 264s, we might start to see it there. Where it really becomes an issue is when, you know, we're really, really downspeeding down into those 220 gears and 216s and... Um, there's a gear out now. It's like a 190 something. I think it's it's getting a little crazy. Um, then startability right. and gradeability become issues. And yep. really, the only reason you see those kind of numbers now is because companies like Volvo are putting out transmissions with creeper gears and really low uh, reverse gears, because that will fix your startability issue. That'd
6: be great if I could do something
0: like that on here. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> no, you. Unfortunately, you, you, you can't. Uh, unless we could figure out how. I, to, you'd make it an option. I know. I, unless we could figure out how to modify an i-shift to work in there, which probably isn't going to happen. Uh, those transmissions just haven't been available. I, we've been complaining about that for twenty years. That we could spec trucks much better for fuel economy if they'd give us better transmission options. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I wish there were more options out there, but yeah, there there just isn't. So uh, I, I, you know, it, it kind of worked out for you. Those three twenty ones weren't going to work anyway. Um, like I said, I, I'll I'll get my uh, calculator working, and we could uh, run through some real options on that. But off the top of my head, those numbers were just not going to work. All right, so uh, we are going to continue on. We got a bunch of calls in, so I said if there were calls, I would take them. So here we go. Um, Dan in Iowa. Kevin? What's on your mind?
7: Yeah, Hi, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. Um, About a week and a half ago, I got some food poisoning, and ever since, my digestion has just gotten totally messed up. I'm eating fermented foods, especially Bubby's pickles, um, fermented uh, asparagus, and I'm trying to. I'm still a dirty keto uh, a lot of times, um, but my digestion it's it's taking a long time to start coming back. Is any supplement kit that you would recommend? You know, either your fat digestion or your uh, digestive jumpstart kit, or no. any of them that you would recommend to help. Get now, my gut back in order again?
0: Not for this. Uh, all of those kits are designed for very specific things. Now, did you say this was a week ago?
7: About a week and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, I, for three days. I mean, it was pretty bad.
0: Th- this may take take a while. Do we, do we know what kind of contaminant, E. coli, salmonella, do we know what it was?
7: Pretty positive it was salmonella. Um, I had, I made up four batches of mayonnaise and took it on the road with me and kept it too long. I didn't realize
0: the shelf life
7: was actually supposed to be only a week and I kept it for two weeks.
0: Well, one of the things you can do, let's address that after you make your mayonnaise, are you making yogurt by the way? No, I'm not. Okay. So what you can do is go to the grocery store, buy a good, clean, plain yogurt and most of the time when you open it up, there's going to be that liquid on the top. That's the whey, and you usually have to stir it back in. But okay. if, it, if it's not there, you can put it some cheesecloth or a yogurt strainer, and some, some whey will strain out. It's like uh, cloudy liquid is what it's going to look like. Take a tablespoon of that cloudy liquid and stir it into your mayonnaise, and then let your mayonnaise sit on the counter for 24 hours and now you have fermented probiotic mayonnaise that will last longer.
7: Okay. Um, that's excellent. I was going to ask you, actually, how you ferment it.
0: Yeah, that's how. You just a- answered
7: my question you, before just,
0: I... Yeah, just take some whey out of yogurt, stir it in there, let it sit on the counter for 24 hours, then stick it in the refrigerator, and now you've got fermented probiotic mayonnaise, and it will last longer. People ask me how long. I have no idea. I don't know how to tell when it's not good anymore. Um, so, But it will last longer like that. Now, when you said you're pretty sure it's salmonella, without testing, we can't be sure at all. All kinds of things could have grown in there. Right. right. There, there, is, there are a couple that can be pretty nasty and tough to get rid of. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case here. Um, but as far as supplements, I would probably be taking two probiotics. Uh, for example, from our store, I would get the Biodolf 7 and any of the Enviromedica, because those are soil-based. I'd be taking two of those, and I'd be eating all the fermented foods you can cram in your face. Okay. And that's, that's really the, the, that. the best way to turn this around. The other supplements are all for really specific stuff, and what you've got here is what we call dysbiosis. You've, you've just got unbalanced gut bacteria now. And the best way to get it back into balance is with a lot of probiotics and fermented foods.
7: I will do that, Kevin. Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Michigan. My favorite uh, art salesman, right? Tim? Tim?
2: Hey hey Kevin, how are you?
0: Good, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you, your favorite art salesman. I like it. Well I yeah, we uh I, I wanna say for a stress protocol, uh Take up painting, like you said. I just did a. I did an event in D.C. Then I was on a seven-day cruise on the Wonder, the world's largest cruise ship, and then San Antonio. And I just spent the last week up here in northern Michigan, south of Petoskey, painting my butt off, and I couldn't be more relaxed. So, what? with the infrared blanket and the cold therapy, pick up painting. I'm telling you, it is a wonderful stress reliever.
0: It, it really is. Um, so I, I I encourage people to try it. I am not artistic yes. in any way, shape, or form. Um, if I start painting, it's going to look like the kindergarten class got let loose with a bunch of watercolors. No. Uh, and I get it; it doesn't. I have it, it doesn't really matter have... whether you're good or not. But yes. I'm I'm so what? bad that it's frustrating for that. me.
2: But see, so now you're intimidated and you're frustrated by it because people say this all the time to me. They say, "Hey Tim, I can't draw a stick figure. I can't paint." Well, that's because you're painting to appeal for a mass audience. You know, you've heard dance like nobody's watching. Well, paint like nobody's gonna see it, and then and then that way your true colors, pardon the pun, will come through.
0: That's an idea. I maybe I could. You know, yeah. I as crazy as it sounds, I found one of the the absolute best stress busters for me are video games and I, I know i've said it's bizarre i still don't get it it works amazing now lisa my wife who had never really tried painting in her life picked it up a year or two ago and she's amazing at it and for her it really is relaxing yeah it's awesome for her well I, I wish she would do it more
2: so i Well, well, when you come up to Petoskey, you'll stop at Elk Rapids, and I got the studio ready to rock for you guys. I want to give you up on an update on the cruise ship. Uh, There was seven thousand. It's slated for seven thousand passengers. We're at about forty-eight hundred. I think four people were wearing a mask. Uh, the entire staff, obviously, of 2,000 people were wearing their masks, but it is very, very lenient. Uh, no protocol whatsoever. Here in Michigan, Gretchen uh, Whitmer has still got the mandate on, but I don't see anybody with a mask on. So I think we've turned the corner. So, uh,
0: you know, it, the the whole thing is so ridiculous. You know, you've got all those people on there. Why are the staff wearing masks? What's the point in that? Right. That's you exactly know, we, right. We were just at a giant truck show. Fifty some thousand people. I spent all day shaking hands, hugging people, taking pictures, you know, talking real loud, real close to each other because there's a lot of noise. And guess what? I walked away sick for the first time in eight years. Um, I had stopped my supplements 30 days ago. I was testing something. I, so I got sick. Big deal. You know, it, it, yes. it, and it wasn't COVID. I thought for sure it was going to be, but it, it wasn't. I tested twice. So the masks are gone. The numbers haven't changed. Nobody's, you know, people aren't falling over in the street dead because they're not wearing masks. And yet, New York City still requires preschoolers to wear masks. Four-year-olds have to you know, wear masks. That's insane. It is just, it, and not then... Only- then all of our politicians seem to think that it's funny to take pictures with those kids while they're all in masks, but the politicians aren't. Our vice president just did. Okay. So exactly right. And there's something obscure
2: about photos or seeing kids with masks on. It's just wrong. Or even playing sports. It's just wrong. wrong. I see them running around in the schoolyard with masks on. Are you kidding me? They're playing sports. Outside. You need the Outside, yes, yeah, it's insane. So, uh, I don't want to keep going. I want I enjoy the new format. I'll follow you wherever you go, Kevin. I uh, hope you guys are well and hope you're feeling better. If you're in Michigan, stop by. If not, we'll touch base soon, buddy.
0: Well, you have some beautiful, beautiful sceneries to paint up there. So we need to get back to that part of the world.
2: Sure we enjoy it. All Give right. us a call. Talk. Bye. See Great stuff. Bye.
0: Let's go to Michigan. Mike, welcome to the program.
8: Hi, Kevin. Thank you for taking my call.
0: What's on your mind today?
8: I have some questions about fasting and what your opinion would be with having honey during fasting and
0: (sighs) Yeah, so this is a, a, you know, it's one of those questions that if we hold true to the definition of fasting, um, anything with calories breaks a fast. That's the technical answer. But I prefer to live in the real world where, you know, it's not like somebody has really done extensive testing on, you know, adding some calories into a fast. I believe that the less food we eat, the healthier we are. The less often we eat, the healthier we are. Digestion is a really difficult process for our body. It requires a lot of energy. There are things that can go wrong. The less we do it, the healthier we seem to be. So whether that's an 18-6 fast, which technically I break my 18-6 fast because the first thing I do when I wake up is I have coffee with uh, loads of fat in it. Technically, I'm not fasting anymore. But... That's different than me waking up and eating a 800 calorie breakfast. So there, there, this isn't absolute black and white. So add some honey, you know, add some bone broth. If there are some minor things you can throw into a fast that make it more comfortable and allow you to do it more often, then I think that's far better than saying, "Well, I absolutely have to fast. I can only have water." And you're just miserable. So I think there are benefits from just eating less. So adding a little bit of food to a fast or some beverages, some bone broth, a little bit of honey here and there, I I don't think that's any big deal.
8: All right, thank you. And how about the cardio miracle?
0: Same thing. During um, fasting. Y- were same getting, thing.
8: Okay, I just
0: Yeah, probably I just
8: recently even, purchased uh, bucket of it so yeah I wanted to get your opinion about that
0: that's even less disruptive to a fast because there's it's not really calories you know when I when I when I you know drink a cup of coffee with two tablespoons of butter and two tablespoons of coconut oil I think it's like 500 calories it's actually quite a bit um, but with the cardio miracle you're not really bringing a lot of calories on board but you're bringing nutrients on board which is excellent
8: Yes. Yep. Because so I love the bone broth and I want to try that yeah. cargo miracle and see how that treats me. But you answering my question, just calories that breaks a fast. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So, so again, and I even think there's some specific number out there that somebody came up with, like you could eat. 50 calories without breaking your fast. But again, I, I just think sometimes we look at some of these things as just too black and white. Uh, the less we eat, the healthier we will be. So if your fast isn't a true fast, there are still benefits to it. Yep. I agree. Thank you for everything that you do. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right. Uh, it looks like we've got one call in the screening room here, so i will uh I will wait till Angie gets done talking to him and i'll take that call look through my notes here real quick to see if there was anything else I wanted to talk about um The one thing i I will continue to remind people of because I do think it is a good idea um You know, my my financial advice since about 2017 has been pay down debt, save cash, don't make any big decisions. There was just too much uncertainty. Now, five years later, I thought things would have happened faster than that. Um, But they haven't. But they're here now. They're here now. Um, The party's over. We're in for some pretty rough times. Now would be the time to take your cash and start converting it to resources and consumables. The The more food you could buy today, the more money you're going to save from not buying it a month from now or two months from now when inflation just keeps going through the roof. So consumables for your truck, consumables for your business, consumables for your home, uh, they're going to be more valuable than cash at some point. So... Keep that in mind. If you have any questions about that, you can certainly call and ask. We are going to head off to B.C. Murray, welcome to the program.
9: Morning, Kevin. How's life in your neck of the woods? Well, I'm, uh,
0: you know, the, the younger generation these days, I, I hate when I say that. I used to be part of the younger generation, <laughs> but that's been a couple of days. Um, but, you know, they have that, that thing they do called couch surfing, where they don't really have, yeah. you know, a place to stay. They just crash on whosoever's couch is open. I kind of feel like I'm, yeah. I'm driveway surfing. Like I just, yeah. I, I've been. I was going to say, your couch has got to
9: be pretty
0: I, comfortable. Well, yeah, I'm nice and comfortable inside here where I am, but I, I'm constantly looking for some place to park. So, you know, I parked in my brother's driveway for a while. I'm parked in, yeah, I've been in Pittsburgh Power now for, oh, what day did I get here? I don't even remember. Today's Thursday. I think i got here last thursday i think i've been here a week now uh and i was here a week before that so i i'm i'm driveway surfing yeah i uh, i get that get that what's on your mind today uh, just
9: was going to follow up uh we started doing doing the El rooter i talked to you i think it was last monday or like monday last week uh i can't remember but i think it was last week we talked um, Norman was having some diarrhea issues, and that yeah. seems to be stiffening up now that we're doing the supplements and the yogurt. Good. Just an update on the yogurt. We just pulled our fourth batch of ruuteri off uh, the day before yesterday. First batch we used that cream top. Oh yeah. was about three quarters It was about three quarters way. Next batch, we finished that cream top and added some half and half, and we got it to about eh, probably halfway and half curds. The first two batches were very much like cottage cheese. Okay. And then the third batch uh, came off nice and creamy and smooth. We used half and half and just added a little bit of cream, heavy cream. Good. That came off good with with oh, probably ten percent whey in the bottom fourth batch came off. We used 50-50 with, oh, probably about a little less than a quarter of heavy cream in addition, and that came off so nice. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that some of the best
0: yogurt you've ever had?
9: You know, it's funny you should mention that. Norma and I have this penchant for ice cream. And, And, you know, like you have dinner, and when you're eating heavy keto or if you're eating carnivore or whatever, you tend to, there's nothing sweet. Everything is salty and savory. Right. And and so after dinner, I always have this need for something, a little tiny bit of something, but just a little bit of something to sweeten your palate. Well, Me last too. few days now, we've been doing El Ruderide with a, a few berries in it.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I could overeat on that. It is the other I love it with berries. The other way I like it, and it doesn't take much, a little bit of really good quality real maple syrup and cinnamon. Yep. A little bit of maple syrup That's and cinnamon. I'll and, try and, that. Oh man, it is so good. Yeah, when you know, earlier I'll I called somebody said they were eating like three or four tablespoons a day, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm eating two cups a day. Now I don't sweeten it all. But I do like you do. Right yeah. after dinner, for some reason, I want. It, it, I don't feel like I'm done until. I Sometimes I only need nope. a bite. It doesn't take much at all. But uh, some of that yogurt nope. with some berries or a little maple syrup that does the trick. And and you can't buy yogurt like that anywhere.
9: No, you cannot. And and I, I Norm and I are beginning to think now we've only been eating yogurt the El right now for about four days. Um, and, and it's too soon to tell, but both of us are beginning to think that perhaps it's having an effect on us emotionally. Um, we run heavy hard and fast all week long and, and the last day or so, both of us, even though we're not sleeping better yet, both of us have had better days emotionally. So I don't know, time will tell.
0: No, I, I there is definitely something to the L Ruderi and hormones and emotions. There's no doubt about it.
9: Well, it's got that oxytocin boost, right? And it I does. and I think we're yeah. beginning to feel that already. I'm yeah. looking forward to sleeping better. I really, really hope I get that effect because you know, I go to bed seven thirty at night, I'm up at two in the morning. If I'm asleep by eight by 9.30, 10, I'm starting to toss and turn. I'll wake up every hour and a half or two hours. If I could get five or six hours
0: of solid sleep, I oh, my goodness, how good i feel. I'm right there with you. And my sleep has been so bizarre since I left on this trip. At the beginning of the trip for the first three or four weeks, I was saying I just never adjusted to the time zone change. And that's bizarre for me. Oh. I, used to, I used to fly every week. There were a couple of years there where I flew almost every week of the year. I was putting a lot of miles yeah. on an airplanes, and it never affected my sleep. I'd get to a new time zone. It might affect it the very first day, and then I would adjust, and I'd be fine. This time, I was driving across the country. Normally, I've driven across this country so many times, and time zones don't normally affect me. I mean, I just adjust as you go. Yeah. For some reason, this time I didn't. I was sleeping in until like 9.30 and 10 in the morning, which is just, I haven't done that since I was probably 16. Um, That was so weird for me. Now, I got sick a week ago, and I'm in a whole new pattern now. I, for the last three days, I wake up 4.30 in the morning, wide awake, ready to go. Well, and, and
9: to that, I've kind of noticed, and like I say, it's still a bit premature. It's only, you know, three or four days now, but normally by this point in the week, this is Thursday, I work Monday to Friday. By Thursday, you get up at two o'clock in the morning, three or four days in a row, by Thursday, you're feeling like dog crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 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 uh, this week, I have been able to power through the afternoon without the doldrums, yesterday and today. Nice. And 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 I'm feeling good right up that, albeit like seven thirty last night uh, I just uh, like it hits me like a wall, yeah and yeah. and and it's bedtime, so okay. I pile into bed, I had no problem falling asleep last night, but I was a little restless, but even for that, I'm still feeling good today, good. so I'm hoping that's the the elder I'm hoping
0: yeah those uh are those little gut buddies are powerful,
9: yeah so the the uh,
0: gas rye finished this morning will we'll,
9: tonight will I think what we're gonna start doing is adding our half cup of elderi a half cup of gas rye uh, and just increase our yogurt so that we're getting all free every night sure and, yep. and it works perfect as your little sweetness at the end of the night but I will definitely try that maple syrup and cinnamon
0: oh that's it that's a good one that's a good now there's yeah. an, there's another one um, it does require a little bit of sweetener but I love the taste of really strong coffee. Like espresso, you know, really dark, strong roast coffee. So so one of the my favorite ice cream flavor is coffee ice cream. So Mm. I'll make the way I make it is I buy espresso powder. And I'll put espresso powder in my ice cream and you make coffee ice cream. You do the same thing in yogurt. Put a little bit of that espresso powder in yogurt and then a little bit of honey. Oh, yeah, that's another good one.
9: Well, Norma mentioned last night, she says, we can't have ice cream anymore because William Davis says there's all, that's all full of garbage. And I says, well, we can make our own. Yeah. And she says, well, what about having fro-yo?
0: <laughs> you could do that, too. I've done it. Um, remember, yeah. remember how I said the El Ruderai, my batches were coming out really, really tart? Yeah. When you make frozen yogurt out of it, it, it doubles that tartness.
9: Well, and we noticed with the first two batches that were kind of cottage cheesy, or not kind of, they were very much like cottage cheese. Um, the curds were very balled up and, you know, like. Yeah. And and that one, those two were quite tart. But since then, there's almost no tartness left at all.
0: Mine, Mine mellowed out too, and I'm almost wondering, does that mean we have less bacteria or is there something else going on? I keep wondering about that.
9: I don't know, but it it sure has thickened up. Like it, it's such a nice, thick, creamy, oh, yeah. smooth. Yeah. Oh,
0: good it, stuff! It's, it's our new guilty pleasure. There uh, you go. We
2: may never lose
9: weight again.
0: Yeah, you don't have to be guilty with it either, because it's 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 all yeah. good for us. I mean, even all that fat is good for us.
9: Oh, of course, but yeah. we still have to count carbs because we still have a ways to go with our weight.
0: But. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... It, there's there's enough benefits there. Only, those carbs are worth it.
9: Well and, and that's we and both of us have noticed that even though our weight is holding the last
0: week or ten days, our clothes keep fitting better and better. There you go. Yeah. So something's going on. That's right. All right. Great stuff. Thanks for the uh update. Thanks, Kevin. Good talking. We'll talk soon. All right, take care. Let's go to my home state. Matt in Oregon, what's on your mind today?
10: Hi Kevin, uh, thanks for taking the call. I haven't, I've never talked to you before, but um, just wanted to ask you about, you know, I, I got the, my second dose of the COVID vaccine back in November. And about a month ago, I started realizing that I was having a racing heartbeat. Like I could feel it pulsating in my neck and in my forehead and whatnot. And, I went to the local drugstore and got my own. Checked my blood pressure and it was quite high. It was like one forty-six over one hundred five, I think, or something like that. That was quite alarming for me. And one night, I just decided to go check into the hospital, and uh, they rushed me into emergency. Give me, they gave me valium, I think, which. And it was okay after that, but since then, I've bought a blood pressure monitor. and
0: Oh boy. Uh, Matt, I think I'm losing you. You there? Uh, Matt, anything? I don't think it's me. Oh, Matt, I'm not sure if you can hear me or not. Um, without getting all the details, I'm going to try to answer this question for you. Um, This is not unusual. Oh, it looks like we lost that call. All right. Oh, wait a minute. No, we lost it. Um, All right. So, Matt, if you're listening, um, here's my recommendation. I don't need all the other details. This is common after the vaccine. It it just is. There's so much evidence of these kind of um, events happening after the vaccination that I'm going to really strongly recommend that you reach out to Dr. Wolfson. Uh, I'm sure he's working with a lot of people that are dealing with this, uh, and I'm sure he has some good protocols for this. I haven't talked to him about it specifically yet, but I I would highly encourage you. I I wouldn't mess with this, uh, mostly because we don't know enough about it, but we know it's absolutely happening. And, you know, heart issues are are pretty... um, They They can be serious. I, I, we don't know if this is yet or not, but I, I would certainly reach out to uh, Dr. Wolfson. I'm actually going to try to, uh, I've been talking to him a little bit about other stuff, and I'm going to try to uh, meet up with him on one of my trips back and forth the country here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but I, I would give him a call. With that, we, uh, we are out of calls. We're right there at the hour and a half mark again today, which... Uh, you know, an hour and a half with no commercials is um, probably get at least as many calls as we get in two plus hours with all the breaks. So, great stuff. We will see you back here tomorrow. I think I'm going to reach out to John and Joel and see if they want to do a uh, another episode of trucking technology and efficiency. And if they do, we'll be here. If not, we'll uh, we'll make it a Freaky Friday, and we'll have some fun with it. So we will see you then come on over to the store. Let's com. Um, it's the best way I get a ton of emails and messages and I really appreciate it. And people want to know how they can support us during all this, the best way right now, just, just keep, um, uh, you know, buying from the store that, that works. Fantastic for us. To, it's a good steady source of revenue. It's a win-win for everybody. And, uh, a nice, easy, simple way to support us, and we appreciate that. Letstruck.com. All the things we talk about, you'll find them all there. The, the beef sticks, we have soup. Uh, oh, I can't give you any details, but Lisa has been hard at work with a couple of new vendors. Some really exciting stuff we're going to be putting into the store. She found some great products. We're excited about it. Uh, don't have a date yet, but uh, I know she's working hard on it, so it shouldn't be long. All right, we will see you back here tomorrow. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy, always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.